Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I am your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And today we are talking to William Joseph Roberts, the co-author of Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's Run. <laughs> yes, Smuggler's Run. <laughs> Not to be confused with a ride at any major theme parks. <laughs> Yeah, how about that? I mean, it's you must have started on the book before the uh, the uh, Disney ride, the, the <laughs> Disney Star Wars ride. There's a Star Wars ride. Uh oh, yeah, they got the the whole Star Wars land going on. And that's the first I'd heard of it. Yeah, both uh, both major parks in Orlando and Anaheim. They've got they've got uh, the smugglers around and. Yes. It's, it's an awesome ride. Smuggler, but, Smuggler's Run, you get to fly the Millennium Falcon. But not oh, as cool, cool. But not as cool a ride as this book. How is that for a segue? <laughs> what fun. What fun. This is going to, I'm saving the rest of this book for my summer reading because this is the, the kind of thing that you pick up and put down, but it's fun anywhere you pick it up. Well, see, I, I got to ask, what have you thought so far of the characters? Well, I think that you guys are Mary suing yourselves to death, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you'd like to be if you were a space adventurers. I mean, I lived through the eighties and it wasn't nearly as much fun as this guy's making it out to be. But, uh, you know, there's one, one, you know, space trucker and one former Marine. Yeah. I, I'm never like... an ex Marine. I get it. I get it. I'm hit. <laughs> no, I, oh, I, Van Hagar. And, and rib torn. Rip torn. <laughs> and that, the whole, really? whole bit of it. I mean, it, we, we even got, um, the, the cover art is even a little bit of a, a parody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if you really noticed exactly what that ship is. It's on the cover. It's a space Winnebago. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You caught that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and did you notice the, the epic dragon and wizard fight going on with the, the van art? Oh, yeah. That's actually mentioned in the book. Oh, yeah. 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 I yeah. That's actually that. referenced and in the book. We, we just we had fun with this. The, the whole point of this thing was just fun. We me and me and Chris Woods wrote the uh, first six chapters in one day. Wow. Bouncing <laughs> it back and forth. I was at the day job. And, you know, he'd send it to me. And as I'm doing my job and I'm waiting on the computer to process, I'd type another sentence. I'd type another sentence. I'd send that chapter back to him. He'd send me another chapter. And we finished six six chapters in a day. 
Holy it was cow. so much fun to go back and forth. And, and the best part was we were leaving our chapter to where we could screw over the other guy. <laughs> and they, they had to figure out how to get out of the hole. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And, I've, you know, I've played that writer's game. There's some very fine fictions that's come out of just these games. Oh, yeah. Every genre. Well, and it's, it's, uh, as you read the book, uh, it is so full of fan service. I mean, it's basically a fan service block by block, almost yeah. sentence by sentence as you go. Anything you like, there's something for you here. It's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's cheesy as five pounds of camembert, but, but that's what <laughs> it was intended to be. You know, from the very get go, we knew that people were either going to love it or they're going to hate it. There's not going to be very many in-betweens. And we've got a couple of one-stars, like, oh, this is crap. This is nothing but just trash. And then the whole flip side, five-star, and they're, they're, everybody's loving it. They're laughing. They're, you know, we warn people, don't drink anything while you're reading. You'll ruin your book. <laughs> Especially important on an e-reader. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially important the, if it's your The way that I've been pitching this... Which, uh, Woods, he, he pitches it as, uh, the rundown in space. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had Sean William, or, yeah, Sean William Scott pictured as Van Hagar. And he, he had pictured Rock as, uh, Rip Torn. And I actually went huh. back and watched the movie a couple of months ago just because he's like, did you ever watch the movie? Like, no. I was like, yeah, we wrote the rundown in space, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've been pitching it as, if Spaceballs and the Dukes of Hazard had made a love child while wrapped in everything that is the '80s, you'd have Smuggler's Run. Well, and that's and that that's works. one of the things that uh, that uh, you set up right away is that uh, uh, it's it's Van that's the '80s freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's him. Yeah, it's so so he, his. His constant the, references to hair bands, only getting them wrong, <laughs> getting every every name just a little off. Well, I guess it's, it's mid century. Years in the future, so yeah. you know, a little bit of data is going to be wrong by that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's yeah, it's information will have eroded, but uh, it, it it sets the stage for being able to use modern day colloquialisms. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> as a part of their daily banter, so that you don't have to worry so much about, hmm, this is three three centuries in the future. Would they say that? The right. answer is exactly. yes, on purpose. And and, and in in this case, yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and I got I got to say that uh, Kevin Severson, who is the creator of the Salvage Universe, um, if he hadn't laughed so hard at this, we wouldn't have had a shot of being in the Salvage Universe. Uh, but we, we have our own little side tangent. I mean, everybody else is working in the main line stories, and we're over here blowing crap up and running from the law. <laughs> well, that's what makes a complete universe, isn't it? it? Is, you know, while the, while the main story is going on, there's, you know, there's other people out there doing stuff and having lives and running from the law and, and just everything that's in this book. So tell us about, more about the salvage universe. This is obviously a shared, you know, a, a shared story, a shared universe. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a shared universe. It was created by Kevin Steverson. Um, he's got the main trilogy, Salvage Title, Salvage, what is it? Salvage Sal- and Salvage. an Empire, Second Salvage. No, that's not <laughs> No, no, it's Sal- Salvage Title, Salvage System, and then Salvage Universe, I think, were the three primaries. 
Um, there's a few other authors writing in it. His son, Nick Steverson, is one. He's got uh, two novels right now in the in the universe. And um, where things had started for me and Chris Woods was the anthology Through the Gate. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And that's where the first couple of chapters of Smuggler's Run started. People loved it, so we pressed on and wrote the novel. And we're planning to do a, a trilogy in it. Um, the, the general gist of the salvage universe is dude's just trying to get by and he, he's having a hard time. Um, what was it? The, the, like the, the corporations and the, 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 um, government and all that's all against him. He ends up getting the salvage title of a ship that he had found. And this is after this whole rigmarole of just, getting through the military and stuff like that. Um, and he sets out to set himself up. You know, he, he becomes a self-made man. Um, they end up finding this abandoned system eventually that has this little fleet there and they end up claiming it. And, and that's where, where a salvage, uh, system comes into play. Huh, uh-huh. It falls into classic space opera. Yeah. It sure yeah. Does. It absolutely does. And that's, um, I, I mean, think what's, it's it that is for me that's what makes it fun is yeah. because uh i mean this is this reads like um i don't know fantasy role play well <laughs> you know like the the fact, were... the fact that there's a market for elite dangerous <laughs> where where everybody does the salvage and the and the shipping and the the making money thing not not as many girls though <laughs> not not as many uh, you know as much alien tail to chase, but that's okay. You can still get shot at out of you know and chased out of systems. Well, and that's no. that's that's one of the things uh, that I found uh, pretty uh, pretty noteworthy about uh, Smuggler's Run is that every single system they go to, they have some kind of problem because they haven't taken something into account or rip can't stop gambling or can't stop skirt chasing. <laughs> Does he ever wise up? Does he ever uh, get a clue? If he did, there'd no. be no story. <laughs> oh, and, and we already have a trilogy plan. And with what we've got, we can pull off three books. But after that, we're done with the, 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 uh, the salvage or not salvage, the, uh, the smugglers side quests mm -hmm. because you can only do so much of it, and people get tired of it. I don't know, man. Uh, if this were on, on uh, you know, cable TV, this would be going on for years. <laughs> well, now, something interesting is uh, Kevin Steverson has already signed a contract for movie rights for the trilogy of Salvage Universe. Hmm, good to hear. So, you know, all I can do is cross my fingers and hope that Smuggler's Run gets a, a look over and... They see, you know, comedic gold there and they, they want to exploit it. Cause, well, I yeah, think, okay. <laughs> I think the way Smuggler's Run is set up, I think the way the book is set up, uh, I mean, every planet fall could be an episode. It, it, yeah. it, it reads like a, 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 a sci-fi comedy TV series. You know, some, some people say that, you know, an episodic novel, you know, has, has some kind of plot problems. I think this is an advantage. <laughs> In, in, you know, in the case yeah, of it's it's an unusual structure. I mean, usually when you, you when you have a novel, you chart things out in advance, and and uh, you have story arcs, uh, preferably strong ones, where the characters uh, s 
you know, the good guys turn bad or the bad guys turn good or, you know, the the loser schmucks turn out to be heroes or something, you know, something's yeah, but, going on. But on the other hand, life isn't like that, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's true. Life that's is- true. And, uh, especially an adventurous life like these guys. But Wait, it's, yeah. it's, uh, reading the book brings us to the reminder that not all fiction has to be like that. And you don't have to necessarily follow the save the cat rule book, uh, right. in, in order to have something that's fun to read. It, it doesn't all, you know, every movie does not have to be, you know, uh, citizen freaking cane. <laughs> right. And, Sometimes and it's you just know, that, that's one thing that we we set out for when we started it was we didn't want it to be serious. We just wanted to have fun. And there was really no plot or plan when we started it. We just started writing and, you know, developed the first couple chapters. And um, last summer we went to his mother-in-law's lake house and disappeared for the weekend. And we knocked out 20, 25,000 words. Um, wow. And, you know, we were just, we were just cranking through, getting the story going. And we sit there and we looked at our general notes that we had. We knew that we wanted to, to do this and this and this and this and, you know, all these different little scenarios. And we started looking at it. It's like, we're halfway through and we've only used two notes. <laughs> so Sunday morning, uh-huh. we're sitting there looking through all the notes and we're organizing it. It's like, we got a trilogy here. Easily. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. It's, and, and I know that Chris Kennedy likes to have larger word count novels, but between sixty and 70,000 words of this, that, you know, you're hitting your limit. I mean, by the time we got done writing this one, we were done. I needed a good cigarette, you know. <laughs> like I was worn uh-huh. out after it. Uh-huh. And, oh, my God, the flight scene. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, one of the one of the things that I enjoyed about the book is like every planet, every society is a new experience, and you're discovering something new and strange and wonderful, and a new way to get yourself shot at and <laughs> and chased out of the system, and invariably Rip has spent the money they need in order to that they would have that would have made things so much easier, and he's just and he's his he's his own worst enemy. All right. So, what was your favorite Easter egg or cameo? Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's tough. Have you have you made it all the way through the book yet? I'm about halfway. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm about the same. And, and but I, I mean, I it know. starts with you know a ship called the Falcon. Come on, <laughs> you yeah. know, losing it in a card game. We're going okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and I'm going. Oh my God, is this like? Like Star Wars fan fiction with the the serial numbers not quite filed off, and then I read on. No, no, it's not. That's it. Yeah, it's, that was an intentional parody. shot. Yeah, I mean, I actually sent a, 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 a what is it on Instagram or Facebook. I, I sent a message to Weird Al <laughs> to ask if he's ever been parodied in a parody, oh, and wow. I haven't gotten a reply back because I would love to actually write in a parody of Weird Al someplace. Just because, <laughs> yeah. I but there's I there's, he... the, there's the darling car named Christine. <laughs> yeah, Christine yeah. In the killer car. Well, and yeah, Christine as in the killer car, and Christine as in uh, 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 Agent Coulson's. That ride. was Lola. Well, that was Lola. Don't oh, touch that Lola. Was Lola. Don't touch now, Lola. Now, see, that Christine was actually named after one of my schoolmates because. <laughs> um, 
I actually pull from a lot of stuff from back in my high school days when I used to sit and draw and I come up with mm-hmm. all these ideas and, and, and a lot of stuff is just sit there and stewed for decades before I got around to using it. And I actually have a hand drawing that I did back in high school of Christine. And it is this God awful mashup of all these different vehicle parts. Um, and, and that, that's where that actually came from. And I named it after Christine who was one of my classmates. Oh, like know. the Johnny Cash song? The the Lincoln that he built one part at a time, getting yeah, the car yeah, yeah. from the 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 factory over a span of twelve years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks it's looked this freaking Frankenstein. It's only got one tail fin and stuff like that. <laughs> but it makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think it's hilarious. One one character that really stood out for me is Van's robot, uh, Killjoy. Killjoy, who I swear to God, every time Killjoy does anything, I'm imagining Chopper from Star Wars Rebels. Who is an attitude and a little little critter. Buford from Ice Pirates, which I have not seen. Which is, which is ironic. You never saw Ice Pirates? You worked on Ice Pirates. I know. I worked on Ice Pirates, but I've never seen it. Wait, you worked on it? Yeah, I, I was, I wired up, yeah, I wired up the, the electricals and and lighting for the, uh, the big laser cannon on the back of the truck. Really? Yeah, that was me. So. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You're out, I forgot that you're out there in California in, Mm -hmm. in Hollywood land. Yeah, yeah, I got my start, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, in, in the early eighties, uh, doing oh, wow. props and no. special effects. And I've worked on, on, um, I worked on ice pirates. I worked on, uh, Star Trek, um, did se- work, did props several for several episodes of that. Uh, I worked, I worked, did a couple of shows of family ties, you know. Yeah. That's a big sci-fi well, wow. extravaganza. It, yeah. But I, <laughs> what, what kind of props did they use that you could, do anything uh, with. Uh, they had, well, there's this one scene where uh, Michael J. Fox is like the, the lead character of the series and he goes to his father's, uh, goes to his father's office and one of the secretaries is having a hell of a time with her computer and it's all, you know, displaying all kinds of noise and flashy bits and, and, uh, he's supposed to enter, like, type a, type a series of commands and then hit enter and his, the screen goes back to normal. And so he fixes that on screen, and I was the, the I was the guy that wrote the code that did that. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess Stuff it like has. That. You can't really, yeah. Rather than have to teach the commands to the actor, so they. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just basically, I just told uh, Michael type anything you want, and then hit enter, and it will do the thing. And he said, <laughs> "Got it," and he pulled it off the first time, and they loved it. Uh, oh, I thought it was going to like belch smoke and say no, Norman no, coordinate. No. Powers the, of the Matthew, coast. Powers of Matthew Star. I worked on that one. Worked on Fall Guy. I did electronics for, uh, the first season, uh, opener for, um, Knight Rider. Some of the electronics in the truck. I wired up those. Oh, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been around. That's, that's wild, dude. Worked I, on Buckaroo oh, Banzai. Oh God. That was a good one. Uh, the closest I've been to anything Hollywood is I took David Carson out to lunch here in, in Chickamauga because <laughs> him him and his son was here. Um, his son was working on a zombie movie and they were sight 
are looking for a location and he location really wanted to do something here. So me and my buddy who had, we, we met him through the, the old podcast that I did, TDB pirate radio. Mm-hmm. And we had this big zombie summit, you know, it's when the, the, uh, the bath salt zombies and all that was big and all that. And, uh, we took him around here, toured around. Uh, we'd already found a couple of good sites for, uh, the houses like they were wanting. And we mm-hmm. took him to lunch. That, that was, that was wild. You know, hearing some of the backstage stuff from like Star Trek Generations and, you know, like the, uh, the life form song that Data sings <laughs> in, in Generations. <laughs> totally, totally ad lib. He just, Brent Spiner funny. just started singing. <laughs> it was one yeah, of the better it, scenes in the movie too. Yeah. And it's just, it's cool stuff that you don't hear otherwise. Like, how, how do you, Stand being in part of this. Oh my God, this is so cool. Um, well, nine tenths of it, it's just work. You know, it's my job. I go in every morning. I do my thing like anybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Susan is a managing editor for Hollywood News Calendar. Uh, <sighs> tell, tell him, tell him. I, what this you is do. not the Susan show. Let's, let's go. I know. Let's go. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, she, she's, uh, uh, She's, she's I've been in entertainment, entertainment journalism for 30 odd years and I've kept the job oh, that cool. long. I'm just happy. But, uh, but it's work. Yeah. But getting back to the book, I mean, it's, uh, it definitely reads like a TV series, you know, like it's, it, it's sort of a red dwarfish thing, except with a little bit more cowboys and Indians thrown in. Well, I, the way we wrote it. It was chapter by chapter. I mean, other than uh-huh. a rough idea of we're going to have these things happen, you know, we just, we want, we, we ran it by the seat of our pants and winged every chapter. <laughs> so that, that would explain why it's reading like an uh, episodic film. Uh huh. Well, the way I see it, um, you get, you get, uh, Steverson's main, main show like like Star Wars Rebels is the main show and then you have the offshoots like this as, yeah. uh, and and that could run forever in, in reruns <laughs> yeah and you know we, we had some cameos from uh, Salvage title mm-hmm. you know, oh, okay. um, Bradford and um, I can't remember the commander's name just as soon as you come through the gate he's on one of the um, defense platforms you know so we had a couple of Steverson's cameos with his permission and ran with that. Um, it, it was it was really a lot of fun to. Um, it just to I, interact with with uh, the shared universe characters, sure. Oh, and, then, well, yeah, and it shows but, that he trusted um, you with his babies. There, you know, we, we corrupted his universe. I think. Well, yeah, <laughs> we put a little black stain over the corners of place. <laughs> But you still redacted the pre- pleasure planet. How could we oh, get God. in trouble on a pleasure planet? <laughs> Chapter 24, redacted. <laughs> Everybody has loved that. And I'm waiting for the conventions to come back so that we get hit up with the questions. Well, what happened? I can't tell you. It's <laughs> redacted, man. For reasons. The cosplay, man. Oh, my gosh. So you intimated that you had written a trilogy, basically. So uh where are... There's going to be two more books out. Yeah, based we, on we this a, material, we've already started Smuggler's Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as we can get it done, we're going to get it turned into the publisher. Uh, but you know, life—we've been busy with babies and stuff like that sure. recently in the garden and all. Uh, so I don't know when we're going to actually get to that one. You will. I have faith. 
the, the rough plan is to try and knock out the next two this year so they're in the publisher's hands and we're done. It is absolutely <laughs> it's absolutely delightful that you've gotten this thing done. You've actually took something that you did on a whim and made a whole book. You know. And uh and it is now in the hands of readers. So what is that? Is this your first book? Or no, the, you, this, actually, this isn't. Um, oh no, 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 no! Oh, that's right. No, it's not. A lot of no, his no, stuff no, seems um, to be slightly more serious military SF. Oh, okay. Well, okay. My my first novel, uh, Flux Runners. Mm-hmm. Um, I really had to get that one out of my system before I could write anything more serious. Um, that is on par with Smuggler's Run with a lot of '80s references. Um, some parody work in there, but it's, it's a lot of slapstick humor, adult humor. These guys are equal in family to the crew of Firefly. Mm-hmm. The intergalactic and, rapscallion adventures. Yeah, they're, they're dysfunctional. <laughs> fast. But they work together and, you know, it's just like any family. They'll fight amongst themselves. But you screw with one of them, you're dead. I think that might be part of why the book, uh, the books that you've done are as popular as they are because they are us. I mean, the reader comes to these things and say, Oh, God, that sounds like my life, except in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, it's and, not the right stuff. It's not, you know, you know, Rip Manley, astronaut, you know, Mr. Yeah, some unattainable thing that you have to become before you can. Before you can uh, identify with the character, that's no space trucker, yeah, and, you know, spilling beer. That, on that's controls. one thing that that hinders me. But at the same time, I'd rather shine. There is, I don't like superheroes. I really don't. I don't like the Golden Child can do anything, and it's epic level proportions. And you got to go Goku full Super Saiyan to win. <laughs> No, I want the average Joe that's got a struggle, and he might be losing a couple of fingers by the end of it just to make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the struggle. I like the humanity of it. Um, you know, when we play D and D, I don't kill characters. And I do not collect character sheets. I maim characters, and I give them psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> so through the lifespan of that character, as we're uh-huh. playing, you know, like we we had one, we were playing with the neighbors kids when we first moved here to Chickamauga. And, um, you know, the whole family was playing and teaching some of them was not easy, but, um, Grady, he wanted to play a barbarian. Okay. Okay. So the standard thing, he just opens doors in the dungeon. Bad idea. Well, (laughs) after a little while he learned don't open doors because traps get set off. Well, my stepson, his character would go ahead and just roll pick up the barbarian, throw him through the door, set off the trap. <laughs> and, and, see, and through this entire dungeon, I mean, there were so many traps. We screwed with him bad. He ended up dying, and he met a demi- demigod in in uh, purgatory, and he's sitting there just falling forever, and just falling and falling. And this demigod is sitting there just laughing and giggling because he's watching this guy just keep falling. And um, that character got a permanent psychosis from that, so anytime he heard a mechanical clank or something moving or a gear or something, <laughs> he'd have to roll a will save to see if he didn't end up in the corner pissing himself crying. Aww. <laughs> PTSD. Oh, God, You'd yes. think. <laughs> I awesome. love that kind of, of damage. 
versus you got this super epic hero character that can do no wrong or you know they they've got all this power. I'd rather work with the average Joe that has to make it with what they've got. Yeah, and, it's and very see, hard I to write. That. Um, well, okay, my second book was Widowmakers, which was a mill sci-fi, mill fantasy, um, aircraft mechanics and military members versus gremlins. Oh. Um, yeah, it's part of the JTF universe, which my uh, publishing company, Three Ravens Publishing, is running now. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my third book, Wildcat, which is part of Christopher Wood's um, um, brain work. Uh-huh. Um, Fallen World. Yeah, there we go. Uh, the Fallen World universe. It's post-apocalyptic. If you think Fallout series, mm-hmm. this is really close to being Fallout. Um, but I got to play in Southern West Virginia, Kentucky, my stomping grounds where I grew up. And I took average people three years after the fall of the bombs, when everything goes to crap, they're just trying to make ends meet. And the main character finally finds out that the people that took his wife, they're back and he's on the hunt trying to find her. And it's all about his struggle to find his family, his wife and his child. That sounds like a really good motivation for a character. And it, I mean, and, that's that's a strong arc. And the cool thing about these books is, seems to be that you know you get your kind of fantasy, post-apocalyptic, you know, guys on horses. But but it's in familiar territory. It's in the South. It's in land that you know and can write about. Oh, the uh, the editor, she is a major fan of Fallout seventy six. She's like, how much Fallout seventy six have you played? None. <laughs> Well, yeah. how do you know about all these places? I grew up there. <laughs> you know, there you I go. know these places. Blair Mountain. Me and my papa used to go up there picking wild grapes and blackberries and raspberries. We'd go hunting chestnuts, you know. And uh, I learned about all the history of it from him as we went on our walks and went hunting stuff. That is one of the things about that part of the country. It is just, there is history under every rock. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and the name Wildcat, I pulled that from the Logan Wildcats, which is the, the, the local high school team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but their name comes from the local militia group from the Civil War, which was ran by Devil Ants Hatfield back during the Civil War. They ran around one, keeping Union soldiers out of the area, but their main thing was to stop the fighting near homesteads. They they would defend the people. They would get people out and take care of the people of the area. You know, and they they quelled any issues and any unrest in the area. So, what's next for you? What are you working on now? Um, I mean, apart from I mean, after apart after from this trilogy, what what's what's um, well, ahead? The current project is Starflight Tales from the Starport Lounge. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the video game Starflight. I have. Uh, I haven't played it, it was but one we've of, seen one of my favorites from uh, from the nineties. Well, I I contacted um, Greg Johnson and um, Rod McConnell, and I got permission to write in the Starflight universe. Hey. And I got a team of authors together. We're creating an anthology to kick everything off. Probably going to be about fourteen or fifteen short stories in the Starflight universe around the time of the first game. And uh, from there, we're going to start doing novels. And my novel is probably the next one on on the deck after I get this anthology edited and everything running. I'm, 
I've been editing the Kickstarter video this morning. We got to do some final tweaks to it before I can kick it out there. I've just been all kinds of busy. Well, keep us posted on that Kickstarter. Okay. Because we, we, we always promote those. Yeah, we're always happy to help. Yeah, what we're, what we're supporting today, and usually we'll kick it a few bucks just because <clears throat> we're team players. You know, and we could have you on again, you know, when you get ready to promote the book, when it's published, uh, we can help you, uh, you can, you can be on the air again. Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe with one or more of the other, uh, authors, if it's an anthology. Oh, yeah, I can act- absolutely get everybody together for that. That'd cool. be awesome. We have been talking to William Joseph Roberts, author of the new comedy science fiction book, Smuggler's Run. This is quite a, <laughs> this is quite a fun read. This is your summer read. I'm telling you this now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Event Horizon. And, and, uh, we're very glad you could join us. I appreciate y'all letting me on here. You have been listening to episode 215 of Sci-Fi.Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for April 10th, 2021. Our guest this evening has been William Joseph Roberts, co-author of the new comedy science fiction novel, Smuggler's Run. Oh, tweep. You have been listening to episode 215 of Sci-Fi.Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for April 10th, 2021. Our guest this evening has been William Joseph Roberts, co-author of the new comedy science fiction novel, Smuggler's Run. This episode will air again on April 11th, 2021 at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow afternoon, that's Sunday, and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all of the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Sci-Fi.Radio as podcasts. Sci-Fi.Radio is listener-supported Sci-Fi Geek Culture Radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. We are asking you to visit patreon.com slash sci-fi radio and pledge $5 a month to help keep the station on the air. Give the gift of geek music to your friends by helping support the world's only full-time sci-fi fandom radio station. That's patreon.com slash sci-fi radio. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by sci-fi illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2021 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Sci-Fi.Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.